0: Hello and welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride podcast we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm Steven Serta. Chiefs had an off day on Sunday, but they got things underway again on Monday morning. We heard from Chiefs Offensive Coordinator Eric Bieniemy, new defensive tackle Jaron Reed, as well as former Denver Bronco, now Kansas City Chiefs, Safety Will Parks, and local product wide receiver Darius Shepard. We'll go in that order, Chiefs Offensive Coordinator Eric Bieniemy, followed by defensive tackle Jaron Reed. Then we'll take a quick timeout, when we get back, you'll hear from Safety Will Parks, as well as wide receiver Darius Shepard. But first, here's Chiefs Offensive Coordinator Eric Bienemi. How
1: you guys doing? It's good to see everyone in person. This is some good stuff. Okay. Uh, it feels good to be back out here for training camp. The guys are working hard. Uh, obviously we just gonna continue chopping wood. We know what our goals are and expectations, but it don't mean nothing if we don't take care of business on a day-to-day basis. So with that said, I'm all is.
2: Eric, just today with practice I saw you a little animated
3: out there with the winner performance
1: still I'll kind of giving you here just to look about. Well obviously you know being a competitor, we all want it to be perfect but we understand the ebb and flow of practice. sometimes you have good days sometimes the, the, the guys on the other side have uh, good days. The only thing that you want to see is guys making sure that they continue to play with the, uh, the effort that we expect them to play with. And then when it's all said and done, we'll coach it up on tape and just clean it up. So today we didn't have a, a, a very good day, but I'll have an opportunity to really evaluate it once we go in there and take a look at it on tape. Eric,
2: this is still early, and I know we'll it tomorrow,
4: but from Lucas Neang to Trey Smith, pre just what have you seen that's given you confidence in what those guys can do moving forward?
1: You know what, uh, I'm, I'm very excited about those young guys, Coach Heck, is a is a hell of a coach he does a great job of communicating he's done a great job over the years of teaching uh he has a way with those guys those guys are doing a good job are they right where we need them to be right now no but that's what training camp is for in fact you know as bad <laughs> you know as as you hate to see mistakes made it's almost good because now you can go out there and, and take a look at it on tape and have those guys learn from their mistakes so right now these guys are doing a heck of a job they're learning to the strain the finish and when it's all said and done with coach heck is doing an outstanding job of collectively getting those guys to learn how to play together yeah and i kind of asked loran newt this
4: a couple days ago but because all three of them are playing together mm-hmm. is that somewhat beneficial than it just being one rookie with four veterans in camp like
1: this no, it, it forces all of them to be accountable to one another because at that position you have to communicate you have to have awareness, and you got to stay in contact with each other. So it forces those guys to talk to one another, which is a great thing. So all the little things that they're not doing is going to help them as we continue to build. Just, uh, what have you
4: seen, if anything, from Nicole Harden that lets you
3: know... He's ready for a bigger role if you guys choose to use him that way this
1: year. You know what? McCole has done a great job of coming back to camp in shape like he always does, but you're still seeing that explosive power. He's working on his releases, and he's just fine-tuning the little things. We're excited about him. Not only are we excited about him, but also, too, you got McCole. He knows he has Pringle on his back, D-Rob, you know, a number of guys, uh, Cornell, um, I'm a Callaway, and I mean the list continues, but McCole is doing a heck of a job. He's working hard and he's working on the details to help him to improve each and every day. That first, that first interception today with, with the Willie got was that a wrong route or a bad, a bad ball? Which one? I'm sorry. The
3: first interception, the one that was kind of over the middle, a little bit on the left. Mm-hmm.
1: There. I, I put it this way, in my opinion, from what I remember, it was just a poorly executed play. We need to execute better. So. I also wanted to ask you about another new guy, Jarek McKinnon.
3: Uh, what sort of different element does he bring to the running back?
1: You know what, Jarek has has been in this league for, for a number of years. He brings experience, okay? He brings uh, special teams play because he's been a four-phase special teams player. On top of that, the kid's just a dynamic football player. So I think with him being in that room, he's going to help. Uh, uh, deep. and he's going to help Clyde, he's going to help those guys to grow. But on top of that, he can help us in many different ways, giving us a nice little change of pace. Eric, I
4: want to ask you about the, the draft
5: picks. What, what are your initial impressions of both uh, Noah Gray and then the Cornell
1: Collins? You know what? Those guys are working hard every day. They're doing a hell of a job. Are they right where we need them to be? Not quite, but I will say this. Every day I'm seeing them improve upon something. Now, are they making mistakes? Yes. Mistakes happen, and like I said, you want to encourage them because when they do make a mistake, it's not about that particular play. It's what are they going to do the next time they have an opportunity to get out there? So the good thing is is that both those guys are working their tails off. They've found a way to make plays each and every day. And so the thing that we want them to do is just to continue to strive to be at their best. You think actually faster than you Listen, I'm not getting into that. If he wants to race it, you know, so be it. I don't know when that's going to take place. It'll probably take place sometime next offseason. But I'll be curious to see Usain Bolt run. Now, here's the thing. I truly believe that Tyreek can run. When we start talking about these legends, I'm going to err on the legend. And I love Tyreek, okay? (laughs) But I'm going to err on the the Olympic gold medalist. you know what I mean? And, and that's not to say I don't love him, you know what I mean? I love Tyreek, but I'm gonna err on the legend. Eric,
3: how, how much of a difference do you see in Clyde edwards delaire this year, this training camp, compared to
1: his rookie training camp? You know what, he's doing a heck of a job. He's, he's obviously it's year two, so he understands exactly where we want him in the past game. So it's good seeing him get out there and mix it up a little bit. He has a better understanding of what's going on with the protection. So he's doing a good job in the run game, as he always does. But I think overall, he's just finding his rhythm because now it ain't the first time that he's doing it again. You know what I mean? It's Now he's done it. He's been there. He's had an opportunity to evaluate himself throughout the offseason. And now we're just out there being comfortable and playing football.
3: Coach, signed Darius Shepard after a mandatory mini camp. You know, a local kid from the spring. What intrigued you all about him bring him in the camp and get a look at
1: him? You know what? The kid is a sharp kid. He's a very smart kid. Joe's doing a heck of a job with him, with all those guys, obviously. And um, the thing that I love about him, wherever you put him in, he finds a way to make the play the right way. He runs very good routes. He has a little quick uh, twitch in him. And also, too, the kid has great hands. So he's been fun to watch, and he's been fun to work with. Eric, the uh, last time we talked to you, you were disappointed. You didn't ask about 20-0. I didn't want to disappoint again this time. So you have any thoughts on that? I'll say this. If our guys are not uh, striving to be at the best, then there's a problem. So, yes, everybody wants to go undefeated. And that's a huge challenge, OK? But if we're not striving for perfection, we want to make sure we fall short by falling short to the moon, So if we want to reach to the stars, let's go to the moon. Let's make sure that we're doing everything under the sun. So what am I saying about that? Like today, okay, today we had an off day. We got to make sure that we get back to business and making those daily and monthly deposits. We got to make sure we're making the necessary deposits when we're out there on the field, helping us to improve so we can be at our best when those opportunities present itself.
3: you like it when Pat puts that out there. Yes,
1: I have no problem with what Pat said.
3: Hey, Coach, you've had Jody Fortin now for a couple of training camps. So Started out as a tight end, back to wide receiver, and now he's back to tight end. Where is he in his development? And, and tell me if my eyes are deceiving me out there, but <laughs> he seems to be making quite a few plays. You
1: know what, Jody's doing a heck of a job. And obviously he's benefiting because he's had an off season where he can go out there and work. All right. And then on top of that, he has an opportunity to come back after going through that process of having the offseason of OTAs and going out here for training camp. And Jody has made the necessary steps to help put him in position to make you know, some tough decisions around here. So at the end of the day, we want Jody to continue to work. Now obviously everything changes when we put the pads on, but we want him to continue being who he is and making sure that he understands that every play is by far the most important on a day-to-day basis. How much would you like to see him also contribute on special teams? I would love to. And, and understand this. I always tell these young guys every single day, all right, <laughs> there's an imaginary sign at the front door in, uh, in, in Kansas City, and there's an imaginary sign right outside that locker room, hiring all positions, okay? So make sure when you step out in that, that locker room, when you put on that uniform, you're interviewing for a job. So every opportunity you have an opp- to go out there and show something, put it on tape tomorrow when you do get the pads on with
5: the
3: new offensive line guys across the board what are you looking for i mean is communication the most important part are you looking for attitude what do you really
1: need to see it's all that you want to see these guys communicate at all levels on top of that you want to see them line up and play hard together you want to see them strain the finish but it's it's one thing about an offensive line group they all have to work on gelling and making sure that they're on the same page I will say this, they got a heck of an O-line coach that's done a heck of a job with them. So far, so good. We come out here tomorrow with the pads on, you know. Now we continue to roll. Anyone else?
2: Thanks, everyone. Thanks for You guys take Thanks, care. Too, Did they tell you up front, hey, the idea is that you come in here, we're thinking
3: about playing Chris on the edge, and that's going to be really your
2: spot? Yeah, uh, that's something we talked about, you know, discussing the versatility to use with Chris Jones. Um, you know, I probably I mean, play three techniques. I also play no. So, you know, we just got first and all alone and not everybody can play every position. We all cross-train. What are those discussions like with Chris just on this
3: line so far in training camp, and how you feel that session so far? Say
4: one more time, sorry?
2: What are those discussions like with Chris
4: when, you know, you're helping him out playing interior, those discussions so far in training
2: camp? Yeah, well, we all just help each other out. You know, we give uh, each other our tips and tendencies and things we all work better on we all work yeah. collectively as a group.
1: You got three rookie offensive linemen
3: out there, you know, in Humphrey Smith, in the What are you seeing from some of the young guys out there
2: when you go up against them in practice? Oh, they're doing a good job, you I know, mean, I think, especially as rookies, rookies. Uh, you we know, it's the NFL, so, you know, everybody got to put the big boy pants on to play ball. You know, learning as we go, we all continue to learn. No matter if our first year, second year, sixth year, we all continue to learn and grow as players. The pants come
3: on tomorrow. How, um as a defensive lineman, how, how much do you look forward to that opportunity, especially with the one-on-ones against
2: uh, the offensive lineman? Uh, it's real football. You know, you put the pads on, it's when you let the pads do the talking. That's the time we really get the thump, you know, uh, get the wrinkles out and everything get going. It's an exciting day.
3: Sure, what are your early impressions of Steve Spagnuolo's playbook and why is the defensive
2: scheme perhaps that And I like it. Uh, it's different than what I've been in, but, you know, everything works and uh, we just execute the plays as it's called.
5: When the defense is uh, intercepting passes off of the home, what, what does that make you feel like uh, at this point in time in training camp when you guys are creating big plays
2: on defense? Oh, that's what we're supposed to do, you know, get the ball, you know, create turnovers. That's good that's what we're going to do during the season. So everything starts in practice. You, uh, you've been reunited with Frank. I know it's still early in camp, but what's that process been like, knowing how much you guys thought he the done um, Frank is my guy, you know, and I'm here to play ball with everybody, you know, not just Frank. Well, of course, you know, we had the chemistry and we have that, you know, togetherness as my, you know, one of my close friends outside of football. You know, it was good to get that to everybody on the defensive line.
3: What you focus on this offseason and what are some of your personal goals going
2: into this year? Just getting better in my all-around game, continue to get better, continue to learn, get in here, get the playbook, you know, work my butt off, you know, under respect of my teammates. Is there a
3: guy maybe you came into camp not being so close
2: with and maybe y'all are pals now? Um, yeah, just mainly the defensive line, you know, I really didn't know most of those guys besides Chris and Frank, you know, now, you know, I'm getting close with all those guys.
3: How much did Frank's presence here play a
2: role in your QB? being I'm going to play a good role, but you know, this is a great team. This is a team that's based on winning You they're based on hard work, and I want to join that, you know. Um, when you're winning like that, you know, it, it, it creates a, a environment that you want to be a part of. What stands out to most of you? you've been here
5: for a little while, what stands out to, this, to most of you about this team
2: and the expectations? Oh, they work very hard, you know, and that's very appreciative because, you know, it actually shows, you know, when game time hits, they win for a reason. And when you actually inside the walls, you see why they win winning.
0: Is that all? Thank you. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride podcast from the podium where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. Going to keep things moving along with safety Will Parks as well as wide receiver Darius Shepard.
3: Hey, Will, you've obviously played in Denver. Uh, so you've, you've been a part of this rivalry but from the Broncos side of the mm-hmm. house. Now that you're here in, in the Chiefs... What's your perspective
4: on that, on the dynamics of that rivalry? Uh, it's pretty deep. Um, obviously, uh, you know, when I was in Denver, um, the Chiefs had our number for years, so now I'm on the other side and uh, doing everything I can to put myself in the best position to succeed each and every day. I'm here with Kansas City, so I'm very excited to be here and happy to be at training camp. After being on the,
1: the other side, going up against this offense in real games, What's it like to now join forces with Mahomes and Kelsey Hill
4: and not have to worry about trying to stop him? Um, I get to look at the miraculous, amazing throws every day. Um, you know, just, uh, you know, seeing those guys practice and compete each and every day. Um, and the way they uh, communicate on that side of the ball um, throughout practice is exciting for me to see. So um, that gets me ready every day, knowing that um, I'm going to get the best of uh, the best each and every day. So, uh, you know, I, I look forward to seeing that every time.
3: What have, you, what have you learned about the Chiefs being here that you
4: didn't know when you were you know, playing against them. Uh I going go on and on and on, but I think the best thing about being here is camaraderie Camaraderie of the locker room. Um it's a lot of togetherness in there. Um a lot of guys smiling faces every day, um guys coming in and work, um being around uh Tyron Matthew, uh you know, it's 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 probably one of those things that's kind of a joy to me. He's one of my favorite guys in the league, but to be on the side with him and the way he comes in every day kind of reminds me of myself, just so wired, talking to himself. You know, when we wake up, we see lines Lions and Wolves. You know, it's just so many things I've been going on the ball, but I think the locker room is probably the biggest thing uh, I'm adjusting to. And that's not
3: true everywhere?
4: No, it's true everywhere. I mean, it's just like, you know, it's just super, super, super dynamic here. You know what I mean? It's a winning organization and stuff like that, so it's just different.
2: What are your expectations just for yourself as far as your role and just the how do you see yourself
4: fitting in with the team? Well, I mean, you know, throughout my career, I've been a versatile player, um, whether that's playing dime, nickel, both safety and stuff like that. It's kind of how I see myself here. Uh, that's kind of how it's been uh, throughout the, the practice and stuff like that, just adjusting to the new scheme and stuff like that. So um, I think, uh, you know, wherever the coaches at the end of the day want me to play at, um, that's, where, that's where I'm going to uh, best suit myself.
3: You mentioned your versatility because you have played safety and you have played the nickel. What kind of mentality is required for a player like yourself to know that at any
4: given moment, you can line up anywhere. Oh man! I mean, I think the biggest thing is uh, you know knowing knowing your role, knowing what to do, or knowing your assignment. Um, that's the biggest thing. And uh, in this defense, uh, there's a lot going on. Um, back there, especially in the secondary. So, uh, I think just uh, you know, honing into the small details. You know, one one trigger might you know switch switch up the, the defense and stuff like that. So I think uh, you know, just uh, put myself and applying myself. You know, throughout the playbook and stuff like that. you can't.
3: But what's your comfort level with the uh, playbook?
4: Oh, man, I I think, uh, you know, I'm almost there, man. It's probably about, you know, a quick little 2%, but like I just said, those are the the small adjustments and stuff like that that, uh, you know, once I hone into them details, it's going to be rock and roll. Well, how would
2: you describe Steve as a teacher, particularly in the secondary, given that's
4: where he started his coaching career? Oh, man, uh, his bag is pretty much hands-on. You can see him out there on the field. Um, talking to guys. Sometimes after plays, you know, whether, um, you know, you, you did the right thing or not. I mean, he's he's pretty much hands on with his detail and stuff like that. He's very, very, very detailed Um, kind of coach and, uh, gets you right each and every day. So that's exciting to be with that guy. Same
0: type question with Dave Merritt and Sam Madison. the secondary, what's it
4: been like working with him guys? Oh man, uh, you know, two two former players. Um, uh, obviously Sam, Sam Madison. If you don't know him, legendary cornerback. So, um, you know, just just. Like I said, and I think the biggest thing with those two guys is uh you know they're, they're on one accord, um and stuff like that. So it makes it easy for you to adjust to a playbook, especially in a playbook like this, and uh it makes your job a whole lot easier. Like to take your lead
3: your that's my guy. Uh
4: you know, and, and you know, being a lead for six years now, um, you know, I always watch this game and to be quite frankly he watched me play too, so that's exciting when a guy like that says, Yo, you can play football. So um, you know, like I said, I think the biggest thing and we've been pretty much close. Um, ever since I came here throughout OTAs. Um, I almost slept in his room two nights ago before curfew too. So, I mean, that's just how much we, uh, we, we've been bonding here. So, uh, I'm excited. Anyone else? Thanks, Will. Thank you. Thank you, Will. Yes, sir. Right,
3: how does an Andy Reed Francis compared to a Chris
5: Kleiman practice? Man, I mean, we're out here working. It's kind of like a track meet with how much you throw the ball around. You know, Coach Kleiman, we're running the ball in that power system. So, it's, uh, it's fun to be out here throwing it around.
3: Playing in Blue Springs, obviously, know about the Chiefs, but was there a chance when you thought to yourself, I want to play for them, and then all of a sudden the reality comes true, and what are your thoughts now that you're here?
5: Yeah, I mean, when you're in, you know, second grade and you're asking what you want to do when you grow up, it's be a Kansas City Chiefs football player, so, you know, that's kind of the dream up until college, and I was kind of like, it doesn't really matter where I go, and then to get that phone call and and to find out there's an opportunity, I was super excited to, to come be a part of this.
3: You've gone from catching passes from Aaron Rodgers. To the What's the difference in the velocity of the football and yeah. different angles?
5: I mean, what do you have to do as a receiver to, to adjust to his from I don't think there's much to adjust to. I just think they're both, you know, top-level quarterbacks. They're both fierce competitors. It's, it's super exciting to play those high-level guys. It makes it a lot easier on receivers, too. You just get to be a sponge and take up their, like, you know, their knowledge. And, and to be playing with them, it's really special.
3: There's... Uh,
2: with your dad, did you guys bond over the cheese?
5: I'm a huge cheese fan. Did he kind of bring you up in this? Yeah, that's where I probably got it from. Is just you know he was a diehard Chiefs fan, so I kind of came along that way too. And you know we'd watch games on Sundays, talk about the different guys throughout the years, whether it was Tony Gonzalez, Priest Holmes, Dante Hall, whoever. You know just taking pieces of their game and trying to go emulate it in the backyard. Did you
2: kind of think what he would think of you doing this?
5: Yeah, I think you'd be super proud, man. I wish you could be up there watching. That'd be really cool. But uh, I'm trying not to go out here and um, work each day and make my family proud. How many
3: times did you see a game at Arrowhead as
5: a kid? Uh, I probably came to maybe two. So not a lot of opportunities. But when I was there, it was really fun to, to soak it in and, and be that close to the action. It's like it's a really cool experience in Arrowhead. And getting to play there a couple of years back, that's probably my favorite game by far. Coming out of high school, when you don't have you know the top-level D1 offer, does this dream kind of... You know, take a back seat, or do you still think of, of the NFL constantly? Um, I think you got to take it one day at a time. At that point, you know, you can't look too far ahead. You got to be in the moment. So I knew if I went to North Dakota State, I'd have an opportunity if I took care of business. So went went there, tried to do my thing, and um, ended up here. So it's just one day at a time, really. You know, for NFL receivers,
3: I mean, you really have to put a lot of the work in during the off season. What have you been doing the last few years? Like, because I know you've worked locally here too a have been working out.
5: Yeah, you know, normally I'm local in the offseason. I've gotten with a couple, couple quarterbacks um, that are local guys and thrown with them. And then uh, one of my really good friends is Devontae Bosby, who he was here in, I think, maybe 15, who plays for the Raiders now. We do a lot of work together since he's a DB, so it helps give me different looks. And he's been in the league a while, so I get some, some tips and experience from him. But just trying to stay sharp and always find ways to develop my craft each year. Are there specific things that you worked on for this season? Yeah, really just getting on better at my releases, route running, um, trying to increase speed. Uh, being in Green Bay, Devontae Adams, I took a lot of tips from him, so trying to work on all those things and not being here with
3: these guys, it's, it's a lot more to learn, too. A lot of competition right now, obviously, at the wide receiver position, It's pretty deep. What do you need to do between now and August 31st to prove to the Chiefs, hey, I belong here?
5: Yeah, I think I need to show up each day, be consistent, um, handle my business, and, and make plays that come my way.
3: You mentioned Devontae Adams. Did you... Pay attention to all that drama going on with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, or was that just out of sight,
5: out of mind? Out of sight, out of mind, man. We're Kansas City Chiefs now. We're here to win the Super Bowl. Anything else? All right, thanks,
3: Sarge.
5: Thanks, fellas. Appreciate thank it. Thank you all.